You're listening to Healthcare Now Radio. Stand by for this just in the latest in healthcare innovation and technology trends with your HIT advisor, Justin Barnes. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to This Just In. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. In these half-hour segments, I'll bring you the latest advancements in healthcare, innovation, public policy, and strategy. Today, we have a special guest with us that will offer his perspective on how the healthcare industry is evolving, as well as best practices that care providers and even innovators can follow to be well-positioned through these imminent changes. We'll also dive a little into the public policy side of healthcare, since my guest has spent a good part of the past decade in Washington and on Capitol Hill from both the public and private sector vantage points. Today, I'm proud to say my guest is Dr. Jacob Ryder. Dr. Ryder is a family physician with more than 20 years of experience in health IT with special interest in user experience, care coordination, and patient-centered shared decisions. His background includes leadership roles in nearly all facets of the health IT domain, Jacob has been a medical director of the Hospital IT for Albany Medical Center, Associate Dean of Biomedical Informatics for Albany Medical College, Medical Information Officer for MedRemote, Chief Medical Informatics Officer of Allscripts, and Chief Medical Officer as well as Deputy National Coordinator for the ONC. Uh, Jacob is also a lifelong Red Sox fan, and I assume a Patriots fan, Jacob? Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. And thanks for joining me today, my friend. We have a, uh, a long background together. We've worked together in the industry for a long time, so I couldn't uh, be more happy and proud to have you as my guest today. So thank you for taking the time. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure, Justin. So I haven't seen you in a little while, but uh, tell me what's new. What are you doing? What are you up to? Um, well, let's see. I, I left ONC in November after almost exactly three years uh, working as a federal servant, and, um, you know, my, my plan was to stay unemployed for at least six months. Um, uh-huh. My wife uh, just became the dean of the law school up here in Albany, New York, so I was just going to be arm candy uh, for the dean for a little while. But that, that, uh, that didn't work out. I I've found myself in a, uh, a wonderful situation of, of working with a great team doing some extraordinary stuff that I think we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but I also, you know, I, I've been listening, I've been learning, I traveled a little bit and, and uh, have really been, been uh, observing how the care delivery system in this country, at least, is, is shifting. Uh, I think some of the shifts are because of uh, the growth of health information technology. In fact, uh, and, and maybe some of the shifts are in spite of health IT. And again, yeah. we could talk about that a little bit, too. Um, so it's really a thrilling time for me. It's I, I loved working in Washington, and you know the, the the focus on doing what's best for the nation, and really waking up every morning and knowing that what I was doing was good for people, and there was no conflict of uh, you know what's good for the shareholders or what's good for business. It was all about what's good for the nation, and. Uh, and, and that's actually been a guiding principle of how I selected my next uh, career activity was being very selective about making sure that I worked with people who shared those values and, 
and uh, you know where um, mission was first in margin second instead of the reverse. So it's really been a thrilling time for me and and uh, recharging the batteries a little bit. But now um, uh, in 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 full in working on on uh, trying to fix fix healthcare forever for everyone. I love it. I know we're going to dive into it a little bit later, but what is the name of your new venture? Uh, the company is called Chiron, K-Y-R-O-N, uh, and I'm also working with Kosla Ventures and uh, Kosla uh, with the, the funder of, of Chiron for the, for the seed round about 18 months ago. Excellent. And you're a physician in residence there at Kosla, correct? I'm working with Kosla. We haven't defined exactly what, uh, what my role is there yet. Um, but physician in residence is a good placeholder. Absolutely, <laughs> I love it. I'm, in, I'm at the ATDC uh, here at Georgia Tech. I'm the uh, entrepreneur in resident um, here, so it's kind of uh, funny that you're the physician resident up there. Um, we, are, we are we are cousins. Jackson. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, and actually, before we dive in, do you still have family in the Amherst area? Sure. Uh, my daughter is currently a student at UMass Amherst, and she lives in Northampton. Very cool. And she went to Hampshire at one point, right? She did. She followed her dad's footsteps and went to Hampshire for a little while. Um, but as they, you know, you know the joke, why the Hampshire student crossed the road? Oh, no. To get, to get a better deal. <laughs> oh, I got, actually, I don't want to digress, but... Um, I remember my Hampshire class. I took uh, at least one class there, sex, drugs, and rock and roll was <laughs> the class. <laughs> so um, that was uh, one of the more intriguing classes I ever took in my life. But uh, that's another conversation. It but is. Um, you mentioned, I mean, obviously, you and I have very similar passions with trying to improve and, and fix health care. And I think one of the most timely things, always on the top of my head, and you and I have worked together also in the past on SGR fixes and, and looking for a long-term solution, not just short-term patches. So I would just love your perspective, coming from the ONC, coming from, you know, D.C., certainly some Capitol Hill work. Uh, where do you see – what do you see for SGR and also being a physician? What do you see for SGR reform in 2015 and, and um, some of these new and emerging payment models that are coming out? Uh, so w- what I see for SGR is I think what everybody else sees is a lot of opportunity. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, right? That's a, that's a little deeper into the political crystal ball uh, than, than my eyes are trained to gaze. So I, I can't predict what's going to happen uh, and whether Congress is going to be able to really get this to work, which they've been trying to do for a couple of years, or whether they're going to kick the can down the road another year or two. Um, I I honestly don't know. I I think the opportunity that everybody sees, and I certainly share the vision, is to to really enhance the focus on uh, value-based care delivery in this country. So I think, you know, CMS... As you know, this week announced a, a series, and, and the secretary, um, uh, Secretary Bowell, actually uh, announced a number of initiatives that would be enhancing uh, the the current framework for how CMS, uh, you know, increases the the number of care providers who 
are participating in value-based payment models. But without Congress acting and implementing a, a, a real fix to SGR, HHS's hands are, are still kind of tied. They can't be as progressive, as innovative, as I think uh, a real fix to SGR would be. And when we say value, so we're talking about value-based care models, it really means quality, right? So, so what's most important to me as a patient, as a son, as a father, as a husband, um, is are we paying for care that's good for individuals? Is the, is the way that the system designed motivating healthcare providers and hospitals to maximize volume? And that's where the majority of, of things are, are pointing today. Um, or value. Uh, right now we have a healthcare delivery system that's, that's really directing most of the care providers to focus on volume. We have uh, ambulatory care providers who you know, if, you, if you call them and they have a runny nose, they'll tell you to come into the office because they know they can generate a 99213 off of that visit and make, you know, $97, even though it's not necessary. Uh, so we have medications that are prescribed. We have procedures that are performed. Uh, we have hospitalizations that occur um, that put patients at risk that cost the nation billions of dollars every single year. And I think a lot of that can be avoided um, if we uh, see these things come to come to fruition, um, but I, I honestly don't know, Justin, if this stuff's going to happen. Um, I think it'd be fantastic if it did, um, and we could see these kinds of things in instituted where information technology, because of its availability today, and it wasn't, you know, 10 or 15 years ago in the in the way that it is now. Some of these things are now possible that weren't possible in years past. So decision support can help providers, um, you know, select the appropriate, say, imaging um, that the decision support may not have been there uh, long ago. We can get patients' histories so we know we can, we can uh, reduce redundant lab work that might have been done yesterday even though we don't have the results. And I've seen docs you know, order test, and the patient will say, well, you know, I had that test yesterday at Dr. So-and-so, and the doctor says, well, I don't have that information here. It's just mm -hmm. easier for me to run it again. Um, that stuff is going to fade so long as we can get the right kinds of reforms in place. So a little bit of a longer response, yeah. I think. <laughs> you, were, you were asking. No, so, that's, I, yeah. I completely agree. I think you're you're dead on. Um, so... With all that occurring, and, and or you know, I, I agree. I don't think SGR is is a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. But we do see these uh, evolutions coming from CMS and the Innovation Institute there, and um, and so and certainly just in the private sector, we see a lot of opportunity for these value-based medicine models, accountable care models, and certainly even down to the PCMH. So, what are the, some of the best practices that you feel care providers? and hospitals can do in 2015 to be strategically positioned and best positioned to navigate these shifts and reimbursements and sentences and penalties? 